Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Live Lucky Podcast. Uh, Today I wanted to actually do a follow-up on a podcast that uh, a friend of mine sent over to me to listen to. really impacted them and they said, you know what Blake, you really need to hear this podcast. And I said, great, okay. So on my walk this morning, I put it on. And so uh, this is the Brene Brown uh, episode. It's a three-part episode. I listened to just the first part this morning. I'm going to listen to the rest of it later. Uh, But it was aired on September 28th. And this was an interview with doctors John Gottman, I'm sorry, and uh, Julie Schwartz Gottman. So they're a married couple, but they also have put out, I I think it's nearly 40 years of research on relationships. Um, I mean, they're fantastic in terms of what they've brought to our uh, psychology community in terms of understanding. Um, Just a phenomenal episode. If you do get a chance to to hear that, um, I I highly recommend it. Um, On the the podcast itself, I just want to bring up a couple things and talk about those, and I want to expand on them a little bit too. So they were discussing uh, the Gottman's new book, called The Love Prescription, Seven Days to More Intimacy, Connection, and Joy. I mean, a title like that, who wouldn't want to buy it, right? Uh, only seven days. And, uh, and, and the whole point behind that, and they did talk about this in the episode, was that once we kind of start the ball rolling, we get that positive feedback uh, in terms of... In, in, that positive feedback from the other person, from our feelings, and it just creates the spiraling up effect where, you know, it just kind of gets the ball rolling down the hill. And in seven days, as long as we commit to it, that can create enough momentum for it to then continue to build. And I, I would say I agree with that to a point. Um, I think it really does still take a further commitment beyond the seven days, the feedback loop is not usually enough to get you through. Uh, You need a little bit more momentum than that because you're trying to create a new pattern, a new behavior, uh, a new way of being, essentially. And so um, I don't want, again, in this podcast, I do not want to take anything away from what they're sharing because everything was really, really well done. Uh, But I do want to add to it. And so uh, they started out by talking about, you know, what is the de- their definition of love? And uh, Julie said, you know, it, they de- define it as an action, a verb. You know, and the biggest thing I think that they're trying to do there is really distinguish it from a feeling, right? A lot of the rom-coms and, you know, I know I've mentioned this in the past, you know, they, they say that, you know, we just should have this feeling of love all the time and and when that goes away we're just not in love anymore right and and that, that's not that's not real life you know like I, I i've shared you know i've been married for 21 years have a little experience in this you know personally but also professionally working with other couples and so um it is not a feeling 
um, they defined it as an action. You know, for example, you know, I unload the dishwasher to show my wife I love her, you know, versus the feeling that drives it. So doing something because I feel like loving her. No, it, I'm saying you're doing it as a choice, not based on a feeling or him or her. I'm just talking about my wife. But um, they had also discussed this idea of bidding for attention. Now, if you've read or studied any of their research, this is not something that is uncommon. It's a, it's a theme that they've had in their research before. Um, but it's this idea of, you know, we bid for one another's attention, whether it's, you know, um, you know, maybe I put my hand on my my hand on my wife's leg when we're watching TV, and that's a bid for attention. Or maybe she brings up a conversation about you know uh, something she's doing, and that's a bid for attention. Whatever it might be, <clears throat> we're we're trying to engage our significant other, and and this is not even limited to significant others. I mean, this is really everybody. But um, the Gottman's research is specific to marriage. Um, and but like I said, this can definitely be taken to children. It can be taken to friends, especially those ones that you want to build relationships with and go deeper, or even just keeping them as deep relationships. And so what they were also sharing was this takes a lot of self awareness, be and other awareness. You you have to be aware of yourself, the situation around you, and recognizing those bids. And so that takes a lot of awareness. Now, it was really interesting because Julie talked about, you know, how that inner critic is often a result of, you know, being a child, being criticized by our parents, and then we in turn kind of internalize that. And that inner critic, that inner voice for us that continues to criticize ourselves then is criticizing everybody around us, you know, which I 100% agree on. You know, if we are criticizing ourselves, I'm sure we are doing it to everybody around us. Um, and uh, Brene had brought up a couple of the things from their research, what I thought was really uh, helpful to look at. And that was, you know, they said the research at the Love Lab, there was three things that really stuck out. You know, in, in relationships, you need three really important things. The first one is being curious, okay? And I know in our Live Lucky program, we talk about the idea of curious versus critical, you know, because it's absolutely true. Those, those are kind of the opposite ends of the pole. I could be critical about myself, about everybody else, or I can switch and flip the script and go to being curious about myself and curious about others. And so I think that that really helps to decrease that inner critic and being critical of others as we step into curiosity. Secondly, they said that, you know, having a shared fondness and admiration for one another and so, again, this is just, I think, to me, it sounds like empathy, right? It's, I am understanding who you are. Not only that, you know, I really appreciate you, and I'm grateful for you. And uh, what you, not only, 
bring as you and in, in your personhood, but also in my life and, and the things that we do together and how you kind of help sharpen me and, you know, th- those kind of things. And so it's this shared fondness and admiration for one another. And then the third one is this idea of turning toward versus turning away. And this comes back to that whole idea of bids for attention. So, for example, you know, I um, say to my wife, you know, hey, I just had this really interesting thought. And uh, she engages and she's like, oh, yeah, here, you know, what was it? And I share with her. So that is her turning towards my bid for attention. Now, if she just completely ignored me, that would be kind of that neutral place of I'm not sure if she heard me or maybe she's just busy in her own head. I, I don't know. But it, then the third option is actually the negative, and that's the turning away. And that's like, Blake, you're, you're so dumb. You always have all these ideas. And, blah, 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 you know, it could be very critical. So, again, this is that theme of critical versus curious, turning toward in curiosity or turning away in being critical. And so I just thought that these were some really cool things to share for you guys, and hopefully that will help um, not only in your relationships with your significant others, but also with friends and kids and things like that, just looking at from those lenses. Now, this is where I want to actually add to the conversation. And so um, their definition of love, they define it as an action, a verb, right? Uh, and, and I'm going to actually agree to disagree on this one. I believe love is a state of being. It's something that is, it, it is, you know, in, in the, when you think about I am loving, right? When I think about my identity of I am loving, it does not depend on the outside. Whether or not somebody does something or says something, I still get that choice for that state of being. And I would also say that love is really a desire for unity and the choices that follow that. And so I know this kind of takes a, a, a step deeper than what they were sharing, and they're trying to share practical advice, and I totally get that. And again, I'm not taking away anything from what they're doing. To me, what I feel like is I'm, I'm kind of bringing a, a, a little depth to what they're sharing, you know, because I think you can do all the things but not always get what you want out of the, from the outside. And if we continue to base it on what we're getting from the outside in terms of, you know, words or actions from the other person, uh, we're kind of missing the boat. To me, that's still a victim mentality of I'm a victim to whether or not someone else shows me they love me in the way that I want it, right? I have the choice of being in the state of love, and then that influences my behaviors going out. So it, it's this idea of it's, it's hard to love from the outside in, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, the only way to really get there is loving from the inside out. And what Julie had hit on was this idea of the inner critic. And she's like, you know, I'm guilty of this. You know, this is something that um, I struggle with being very self-critical. And 
it's really hard to shift just the outward expression of being curious without actually doing it inwardly first. I mean, what they're sharing is absolutely, again, on point. But I want to bring it back to you, and we're not trying to put this on other people. We're trying to say, how am I changing me? How am I changing my state of being? Because that's what's going to influence my behaviors and the way I treat people. You know, we're not just loving people because someone else does something for us. We're doing it because that's who you want to be. And again, this ties us right back into episode one when we're talking about our I am statements. You know, and I know that this is a lot of information and depth uh, in a short amount of time. I know that this you might have to listen to this episode and maybe even Brene's episode a couple times just to really start grabbing all these things and maybe thinking about how you want to implement it. Um, but we really do need to start doing for ourselves internally so that we can do for others externally. So you might have some questions about this episode, and I know that uh, there's a lot here, um, but just sit with it. If you do have questions, of course, reach out to us. You know, ask a question on um, you know any of the social platforms, really. Now, I do want to answer. You know, how does understanding love help you to lead Lucky? Well, again. We're saying we're, I'm inviting you into this idea of not being led with your emotional brain, right? You're being led with your heart and your thinking brain is really what we're saying here. You know, because when we're only reacting from our emotional brain, that's typically not a good strategy. You know, our reaction typically doesn't... Uh, communicate who we want to be in those moments because if we're angry if we're sad if we're feeling lonely if we're whatever we might be feeling and we just create that as a reaction in, in our behaviors it's not going to be very helpful for us or the people around us it's not going to get us to where we want to go especially as a leader I mean, as a leader, of course, you know this. I mean, you are the leader of whether it's your family or uh, at work or in a community group or whatever it might be. You know there's a lot of pressure there, a lot of people looking at you. And if you are only focusing on reacting and trying to react a certain way versus what I'm, what we've talked about in this podcast of starting within, changing the inner to be able to change the outer, and not just reacting, but being proactive. It's a very different way of living. Okay? So hopefully this was helpful today, guys. But there's a lot that you could take away. But what will you take away from today's episode? What, will you, what are you going to do differently today? How are you going to treat yourself differently today? And then allow that to transform the way that you treat others. I think you're going to come up with some really good stuff today. So guys, remember, living lucky is not living alone. You know, please share this if this was helpful. And like I said, listen to the Brene Brown episodes. They're really good. Um, but please keep tuning back into us. And uh, just going to continue to try to bring you information that just helps you to step into that lucky living. Okay, that's what our goal is here. 
And again, that is where you create luck in your life to create a better life for yourself and for those around you. All right, guys, I just appreciate being with you here today, and I look forward to seeing you next time. All right, have a great day.